Hey there, friend. I'm thrilled that you've decided to join me each week here on the podcast as I read through the Inventory Genius book. Now, if you're anything like me, you're going to put these principles into practice so much more quickly if you highlight, underline, and put dates beside each actionable step. So if you haven't grabbed your paper copy of the Inventory Genius book yet, I want to encourage you to head on over to sierrastockland.com and grab your copy. I'm so excited to sign it and drop it in the mail for you. I want you to have that paper copy in front of you as you listen each week to each chapter I read. This way, as things stand out to you, as you have questions, as you have thoughts, and as you decide to take action, you can highlight, underline, and follow along in the paper copy as you listen to me read each chapter. So head on over to sierrastockland.com, grab your copy, I'll sign it, and I'll drop it in the mail. Now back to the podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. If you exchange goods for dollar bills, you have inventory. Salons that sell shampoo have inventory. Interior design stores that sell lamps and rugs have inventory. Subscription box businesses that send out notepads each month have inventory. Coffee shops that sell bags of coffee beans have inventory. The importance of inventory is so overlooked. People see inventory as cute stuff to fill up the shelves, things people can add to their services or a reason to go to market twice a year. But inventory is the lifeblood of a product-based business. Your inventory will either load you down with debt or it will create a surplus of cash. 100% of the business owners who consult with me have inventory and over 90% of them don't know how much they own without pulling it up in their point of sale system. Even then, most of them cannot find the number or have never looked at it before. Yet inventory is what drives either all or a considerable amount of revenue through their cash registers. I remember where I was when I first realized the role inventory played in my business. I had a retail business. I didn't sell any type of service at the time, so my entire top line sales came from selling products. You would think I would have understood the importance of inventory, but remember those what ifs I outlined? This was one of those. I knew I needed to stock merchandise my customers would want to buy. I knew I needed to keep on trend and I understood how to buy a good deal. I had an outlet store and we bought everything off price. It wasn't as if I lacked knowledge of cost structure or even the idea of margin. However, I really didn't grasp how much inventory impacted whether a business survived and thrived until that day. I was sitting in our first little warehouse. We had moved from our original flagship store downtown to a new hopping location by the mall. Dozens of shoppers would drive by our store on their way from TJ Maxx to Target And we had our own parking lot, a massive storefront with numerous windows, and enough space to take the back half and turn it into a warehouse. By the time of the move, we had several franchise locations open, and we supplied all the inventory for our franchisees. We also functioned as their bank. We'll cover that more later on in the book. Because we purchased all the inventory, repackaged it, and sent it out to other locations, the little back room of our original location was bursting at the seams. We needed a warehouse. I was so proud of that new location. 
With only a solid door between the store and the warehouse, I could be present for both my customers and my team. Before the store opened each day, I could help organize inventory, use our sweet little forklift to unload the trucks that had arrived, and even jump on a call with a vendor or a supplier. When the store opened at 10 a.m., I was able to pop out front and help customers at the fitting room or restock the store. Life felt so good. By this time, we were moving through hundreds and thousands of units each month. One unit is one thing to sell, such as a shirt or a pair of shoes or a pair of earrings or a picture frame. I was selling excess inventory to other mom and pop stores as well. That top line number looked fantastic. But where was all the cash going? It came in and then poof, the bank account was low again. All in what just seemed a matter of hours. In and out, cash flew through the business like a raging river. The sales came in, the high was real. This time it will be different. This time I will pay all the bills and finally be able to breathe. Then just as fast, the cash was gone. Where did it all go? How could I have just had the best weekend of the year and still feel broke? I'm guessing that you're nodding and loudly yelling, yes, that's me. It's all in the inventory. Back to that day. The day I had an aha moment about my inventory. So I was sitting at the desk in my little warehouse and I can still see the budget spread out in front of me and feel the confusion welling up in the pit of my stomach. I don't understand where the money's going, I said to our accountant. Sierra, just because you buy something for five and sell it for 10 doesn't mean you'll have $5 left. It costs X amount to turn the lights on and X amount to pay your people, X amount to advertise, X amount to buy supplies. You're lucky if you even have a dollar left at the end of the day. Those were his literal words. I can still hear them clear as day because it was at that very moment I realized my inventory was everything. In that moment, I understood that I had to buy right inventory and the right amount of it. I needed to understand how to price it up and when to mark it down. Categories and margin turn meant everything. Inventory is cash. And there was cash everywhere in my business, on the racks in my store, in the bins on the shelves, in the boxes that just arrived. I had to learn how to manage that cash and turn it into more, or I'd be forever broke and eventually out of work. If you take a look at a profit and loss statement, you'll see that inventory is directly tied to four of the five main sections. That's a pretty big deal. Let's break down how inventory really works by looking at each of these sections or categories and how it is directly tied to each of them. Financials, the sales. First, the sales. At first glance, this is a no-brainer. We intuitively know that the sales are from inventory. However, simply focusing on this huge top-line number without truly digging into its source will most assuredly make us miss out on opportunity. Financials, the cost of goods sold. Second, the cost of goods sold, or COGS. This is the most misunderstood number on a profit and loss statement. On a recent call with a client, let's call her Jane, I focused with her on breaking down her financials. Wildly successful in her in industry, Jane had been in business for around four years and had done so many things right. She had an amazing product, a clearly defined brand, and the ability to sell. 
Her top line revenue would be the envy of many, and she was running a lean and mean business model. However, she had deeply rooted anxiety and shame because she didn't know how to read her financials. Having been a bookkeeper since the beginning, Jane had been receiving monthly financial statements almost since her business launched. But like so many other small business owners, she would receive the statement, save it to a file on her laptop, and move on to other parts of her business that she loved and understood. That is, until she met me. I told her we could demystify the financials and break down the numbers so she could get a clear understanding of what her books were telling her about her business. This call was our first attempt to tackle this project. As I walked her through what to do when she was sent the financial statement each month, I pointed out that in month one and two of what we were looking at, her business showed an average of 10% gross margin. Month three showed us she had over an 80% gross margin. Now, while we would love running an inventory-based business on an 80% gross margin, the abrupt increase told us something with the cost of goods sold was way off. This, my friend, is why it is imperative to learn your numbers. You must be able to glance through your monthly profit and loss statement and balance sheet and find any red flags within five minutes. Even accountants can get it wrong. So what is the cost of goods sold or COGS and how should it be recorded accurately? Cost of goods sold is, simply put, the cost of inventory you've sold. It's not the cost of what you bought at market or ordered from the supply company. It is literally the cost associated with the inventory that is represented in the sales number directly above it. Let me explain how inventory flows in and out of your financials. When you make a purchase, that inventory becomes an asset to you. The Oxford Dictionary defines an asset as property owned by a person or a company regarded as having value and available to meet debts, commitments, and legacies. In other words, if something has value to your business and can be sold or turned into cash, it is an asset. Inventory is an asset. In fact, inventory for a product-based business is most likely your biggest asset. Therefore, when you make an inventory purchase, the first thing you should do is list that transaction on your balance sheet as an inventory asset. As you make inventory purchases, the total of this category increases, and as you sell inventory, it decreases. The value of inventory that you own will grow and shrink depending on the purchasing and sales activities in your business. When there are sales, the costs associated with those sales are subtracted from the inventory asset total on the balance sheet and moved over to the cost of goods line on the profit and loss statement. Once the inventory is sold, it is expensed out of your system. You no longer own that asset because you have now turned it into cash. One of the biggest mistakes I see product-based business owners make is to enter their inventory purchases as expenses on their profit and loss statement while skipping the balance sheet altogether. However, when this is recorded improperly, you will find yourself in the exact same scenario as my client, Jane. You will look at the profit and loss and not be able to decipher an accurate margin. This brings us to our next stop on the financials, your gross margin. Financials, gross margin. Gross margin is the difference between the sales and the cost of those sales. When I work with a new client, we focus on increasing the margin before we ever look at top line revenue. What? It's true. Without correct numbers, you can't focus on the right work to do. Take Karen and Tanya, for example. A mother and daughter team with a thriving boutique business, they had all the top line sales and no money to show for it. 
Both of them desperately desired a paycheck and were consistently stressed about making the next rent payment. They didn't understand how to make the money keep flowing in, yet neither of them felt like they could get out of being stuck long enough to even move forward in their business. They hired me to take a deep dive into their financials and show them what they were missing. Margin, I said. You are missing margin. Remember that lesson I learned from my accountant, the one for which I realized that even though I could buy for five and sell for 10, I might still be left in the hole? That's a margin problem. Payroll, rent, marketing, travel, these all cost something. And the sales of our inventory have to cover those costs. If we sell ourselves short, literally, we won't have enough to cover them, even if we have a million dollars in sales. When you grow and scale your business, you must often grow and scale your expenses and your problems. And if you don't fatten up that margin, you will always be behind just like Karen and Tanya were. Before we worked on finding more customers or cutting back on expenses, we tackled increasing their margin. I told them to go through their store and increase the price of every single item by $1. Every single thing. Whether it was a pair of shoes or a pair of earrings, every item had to be increased by $1. Then I told them to report back after a couple weeks and tell me how much they made on the top line sales, along with how much they would have made with those exact same sales if they had sold at their old pricing. That difference was their new margin. Margin matters. As with anything in your business, you can slice and dice it several ways. So take note of that as it will come back and be key to becoming an inventory genius. Remember, there are always multiple ways to solve a problem. Margin can be won by marking your product up, buying your product for less, or doing both. Let me illustrate. So more margin by marking your product up. Let's say we mark our sales up to $22,000. Our cost of goods is 10,000, which gives us more margin of 12 grand. We can make more margin by buying our product for less. Let's say we sell our product for only 20,000, but we bought it for eight. Again, 12,000 in margin. We can make even more margin by doing both. We have sales of 22,000 and the cost is eight. Now we have margin of $14,000. Now you can see why it's imperative to record your inventory sales and the cost of those sales accurately. If you record your inventory purchases only on your profit and loss statement, your margin will be skewed. Without correct numbers, you can't focus on the right work to do. And when you don't do the right work, you'll keep spinning your wheels. Let's move on to the fourth area of the profit and loss statement, the expense section. Financials, the expenses. This is the only area of your financials that has nothing to do with inventory. The expense section is going to reflect all of the fixed and non-fixed expenses in your business, things like payroll, rent, marketing, travel, meals, subcontractors, utilities, and supplies. Shipping expenses can show up here, although costs to get your inventory to your store should really be reflected in the cost of goods sold section. Every cost to run your business will be reflected in the expense section of your profit and loss statement. Debt does not show up here, and inventory never shows up here. And while there is nothing inventory related in this section, it's so important that you record all your monthly expenses accurately. If you leave things out, if you hide receipts from your bookkeeper, or worse yet, you never keep them in the first place, you'll never see the true picture. And until we can see the true and entire picture, we cannot fix the problem. Financials, the net profit. 
So we have your sales and we subtract the cost of goods sold and that gives us your margin. Next, we list all your expenses. We subtract that from the gross margin and that yields the last number, your net profit or loss. This is the number we do the work for. We focus on doing the right work to increase this number. And guess what? This number is directly tied to an accurate representation of the cost of goods sold at the top of the page. Remember my friend Jane? Because her bookkeepers inaccurately entered her inventory purchases on her profit and loss statement, instead of into the balance sheet section, one month showed a whooping $40,000 in profit and the other two months showed terrible losses. You can't focus on the right things and do the right work if you don't know the truth of what's going on in your business. At the end of the day or the end of the month, accurate records matter. It matters that everything is entered properly and in a timely fashion. Without accurate information, you cannot focus on what matters because your perception of reality is extremely skewed. The feeling of being completely overwhelmed and never knowing where your business stands will be your constant companion if you do not have an accurate picture of your business. If I think I made $40,000 last month, yet I only have $2,500 in my bank account, of course I will feel like a failure. If I see a constant loss on my financials, of course I will feel like there's no point. Of course I will ask what on earth I'm doing. When inventory geniuses look at their financials, they know the numbers are telling the truth. They don't have it all together. In fact, they might not even have anything together. They might have a massive mess on their hands, but they know where they stand. The first step in becoming an inventory genius is to dump the puzzle out on the table in front of you, flip over the puzzle pieces, and know that every piece has a place. Even if that pile of pieces looks like a mess, an inventory genius will know that every place has a piece where it goes, and the puzzle can begin to be put together one piece at a time. Let's look at two scenarios. Scenario one, you know the numbers on your profit and loss are accurately recorded, yet you still find a net loss when you scroll to the bottom. What should you do? Scenario two, you know your numbers are accurately recorded and you see an amazing net profit, but you scratch your head because there's still nothing left in your bank account. What's next? In scenario one, we can focus on one of three things or a combination of all three. Increase your sales, increase your margin, lower your expenses. In scenario two, we need to take a deep dive into your balance sheet. There we will find the answers to where all the money is going. Let's talk about scenario one first and figure out how to change the bottom number from a negative to a number that quickly becomes your positive best friend. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. Chances are, if you're listening to the Inventory Genius Podcast, it's because, well, you really wanna become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing. I wanna invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. 
It delivers bite-sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory-based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through and you're gonna leave with practical bite-sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to sierrastockland.com where you can grab your ebook, your audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy. Hey, boutique owner, are you ready to go from drowning in busy work to dreaming about the future? Simple Strategies Group creates automated marketing systems that work 24 seven so you do not have to. And you know how important I tell you it is to have automated simplified systems. And that's why you need to get a hold of Liz. Liz Whitehead is a certified Clavio Master Silver Partner as well as a certified Postscript Partner. She knows her stuff. She works with e-commerce product-based businesses to implement email and text marketing strategies that build trust and nurture your customer relationships. She wants to do this for you so that you can start to focus on the front lines of your boutique business. So visit simplestrategiesgroup.com for more info. That's simplestrategiesgroup.com.